Welcome to Radio Worldview. I'm August Tuckabee. The Radio Worldview podcast exists to teach students to live and think with a biblical worldview so that they can serve Christ and lead the culture. Tune in every week for perspectives on the arts, current events, and how to apply a biblical worldview to every aspect of reality. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. Well, welcome back on the podcast, Bill. Hey, good morning, Huck. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks now, but uh, we are on to the second of our series of questions that we're going to be asking to teachers and trying to empower students to do that, right? And we we had a very successful uh, first run at this where we gave students the five questions to ask your English teacher. Mm -hmm. Those questions uh, all centered around the Bible. What's the number one best-selling book in all of history? Those are the questions that are are not asked in literature class. The Bible is the most ignored piece of literature in Western civilization, even though it is the most influential piece of literature. Right. So now we're moving on to history class, and we have a series of questions that center around the most ignored historical figure in all of history. Mm-hmm. And of course, that is the person of Jesus Christ. Big surprise. Big surprise. <laughs> yep. Uh, so what is the central event of all of history? Whose life dates every event in every history textbook mm-hmm. in Western civilization? Whose life dates every textbook that every student hauls around with him? Whose life dates every book and every library in every town in the United States and in Europe and in Western civilization? Whose life dates all those? Well, it's the person who claimed to be God and proved it by resurrecting from the dead. Of course, the answer is the third grade Sunday school answer, (laughs) squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that joke, right? Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything, everything is Jesus. Everything is Jesus in Sunday school <laughs> class. That's right. But this is truly everything is Jesus. Yeah. Every answer to that is Jesus. His life is the central event of history. And yet, he is the most ignored person in history class, the most his- ignored historical figure in every history class. The the Gospels, statistically speaking, are the greatest literature ever written, and they contain the words of Jesus Christ. They are read by more people, quoted by more authors, translated into more tongues, represented in more art, set to more music than any other book or books written by any, any man in any century in any land. The author of that, Robert Flood, goes on to say, but the words of Christ are not great on the grounds that they have such a statistical edge over anybody else's words. They are read more, quoted more, and translated more because they are the greatest words ever spoken. Hmm. Now, if that is the case, then how can a history teacher legitimately ignore the person of Jesus Christ. How can they throw that person into the dustbin of history if he has such an impact? It's because we have adopted a secular view of education and a secular view of history. That's why. Now, Jesus himself claimed something that no celebrity will ever claim, has ever claimed. 
from a politician like Donald Trump, who's very braggadocious, to Lady Gaga. It doesn't matter. Nobody has claimed this. Shortly before he was crucified, he said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. That's in Luke 21, 33. Now, despite the fact that he is purposely ignored in history class, despite the fact there have been attempts to destroy his words and the impact of his life, his words still ring throughout history. Mm-hmm. His, still, his words still transform the lives of people today all across the world. So how can teachers ignore this most influential piece, uh, uh, most influential character and figure in history? They do it to their discredit. So that's what we're pointing out, is that, that the secular education system is not education at all. It is indoctrination. This is an attempt, a deliberate attempt, to distort history. And unfortunately, many teachers are pawns in this game. They've been trained in this system, so they teach what they were taught they, in a sense, become script readers for the state. Mm -hmm. They don't educate, they indoctrinate. Not that they intend to, not that they desire to deliberately deceive students, but they become pawns in this great deception. And that's what we're pointing out. And students can ask these questions to spark conversations in the classroom to get people to realize, yeah, hey, if his life dates every event that we study, why do we not study him? Mm -hmm. So that's the point. Yeah. To be fair, I think that some public school teachers might say that they do study Christianity, uh, and what they study is um, the Inquisition, the Salem witch trials, things like that, right? That's a good point. So how do you respond to to that? How do you respond to a teacher who says, yeah, this is what Christianity has done, so we do study these events? Right. Many things have been done in the name of... That was the other one. Oh, the Crusades, yes. That's the big one. Many things have been done in the name of Christianity, and we can study those distortions, and we should, to point out that's not what Jesus taught. Right. But we never compare the counterfeit with the real thing. So all students are getting is the counterfeit right. and it being presented as the genuine item. That is the distortion. Right? That's the distortion. That's right. the great deception. Right. In fact, that's, that's what we might want to call public education. It's, it's not education. It's the great deception. Students are being deceived in many subject areas, but especially in the area of literature, as we pointed out in our past podcast, and in history when we ignore the person of Jesus Christ, the central figure of all of history. It's hmm. good. Um, what, else, what else do you want to add? Well, for example, <clears throat> the impact of Jesus Christ on on great events in history mm-hmm. can't be ignored. 
shouldn't with, be ignored. It shouldn't be ignored. Right. It can't be ignored without a distortion and a great deception. For example, when I was growing up, uh, Columbus, we just passed Columbus Day, excuse me, Indigenous Peoples Day, because Columbus is now thrown on the on mm-hmm. the ash heap of history, right. okay? despite the great accomplishments that he did. Many people, and I was taught when I was growing up, that Columbus sailed for one of two reasons. It was either for gold, he wanted to find a shorter route to the Indies in order to bring back spices so he could become wealthy, or it was for glory. Okay, He wanted to get his name in all the adventure trading card series mm-hmm. or in the history textbooks, right? Right. And yet nothing could be further from the truth in his diary, he wrote the following, quote, It was the Lord who put it into my mind, I could feel his hand upon me, to sail from here to the Indies. There is no question that the inspiration was from the Holy Spirit, because he comforted me with rays of marvelous illumination from the Holy Scripture, encouraging me continually to press forward, and without ceasing, for a moment, they now encouraged me to make haste. He goes on to say this, The fact that the gospel must still be preached to so many lands in so short a time, this is what convinces me. Hmm. The impact of Jesus Christ on the life of Christopher Columbus motivated him to proclaim the gospel to everyone he could. And in fact, that's why he sailed, so he could carry the gospel to far lands And in doing so, he discovered the new world. Mm -hmm. That is removed from history. And so students have this notion that you accomplish great things for either personal fame or wealth. Right. So it's fame or fortune, but it certainly isn't for God. Yeah. And so God is excised from the school the person of Jesus Christ and his life and his influence on great figures in history is is ignored or diminished or distorted to make it appear as if these great figures of history were motivated by personal gain or personal fame. And it wasn't because they were selflessly seeking to follow the commands of Jesus Christ. Right. And so the whole view of education, the whole view of history is distorted and students are deceived into a secular worldview. And again, as a former teacher of 10 years, I participated in that great deception. I was ignorantly participating until somebody said, hey, do you realize this and this? Some of these facts that seem to be so obvious, like whose life dates every event and every book that you mm-hmm. carry. Well, that's Jesus. But, but because we don't talk about him, that is not at the forefront of students' minds. Right. They don't realize that the book that they carry, that every event in the textbook centers around the person of Jesus Christ. We want to bring that back into their focus. We want to bring that back into the focus of the teacher so that the teachers in the building begin to realize there is a purpose for education outside of personal gain or personal fame. 
Yeah. Well, and I think there's also kind of like we mentioned with the uh, the Crusades being the primary a primary event of history that gets brought up to say, look, Christianity did that. Um, but it's also unfair to look the other way and ignore the good things that it's done. Right. Um, the we'll, we'll we'll talk about science here in a few weeks, but the numerous early scientists who had scientific breakthroughs because they were trying to discover things about God, right? That's like a big issue. Um, the movie Amazing Grace is a really great movie that depicts William Wilberforce and his faith uh, pushing him to overcome slavery, right, and to abolish slavery in England. And that's something that that movie got right, and it's so intertwined in his story that you can't ignore it, right, right? that it was his Christian faith that did that. Um, and so... It's a flip side of the coin where you can you can choose to focus on the the bad things or you can try to focus on the good. And I would argue that you know the good is far outweighs right what's been done um, in the bad. So you know it, it's it's really interesting because uh, I have a friend from many years ago who was a grade school teacher, and she put up a poster with the words of Columbus. In her room, and her her principal came to her and said, "Judy, you, you can't you can't put this up there." She says, "Well, why not?" Because he said it mentions God, it mentions the Holy Spirit, it mentions Jesus, mm-hmm. and he said you can't put that up in the classroom. So she looked at him and she asked, "So you mean I need to deceive my students? I need to lie to my students as to why Columbus sailed?" These are his words. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, that's just history." Mm-hmm. We're not talking about uh, yeah. about history teachers standing up and preaching the gospel. Right. They don't have to do that. Yeah. They just have to teach history truly and accurately. And that's why I call it the great deception, because history has been distorted to support a secular view rather than allowing history to be to speak historical figures to speak for themselves, yeah. including the person of Jesus Christ. Right. So this is just sound education. Mm-hmm. Anything less is deceitful indoctrination. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Anything else to add for today? Well, uh, students, when they get this next one, they should ask their teacher, if Jesus is the central figure, figure in history whose life dates every event in this history textbook we study, then why do we not study the person of Jesus Christ in history class. Yeah. It's a just it's a legitimate up? question. Right. Let's find out what the teachers say. Yeah. And I, I, I we'll explore that in the next one, I think. Yeah. As as to why they say they can't study the Bible and literature class, or why they can't discuss the person of Jesus Christ in history class. We'll answer those objections. I'll give the objections that teachers will give students, and then we'll answer those objections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, if a student, if you try to apply this in your school or you have any questions about applying this, you can email bridgeyear at worldview.org, and uh, we will be able to get your email, and we'll answer them here on the podcast. We want to empower students to be able to use these tools. So Yeah, we'd love to, to hear, hear their questions about these. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, thanks for being on today, Bill. It's good to be here. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for joining us. For more information about our Worldview Academy summer camps, go to worldview.org. And for more information about our gap year program for college freshman students, go to worldviewbridgeyear.com. Thanks again. Hope we'll see you soon.